Hello, welcome to Alternate Take Arta. It's a podcast run by our film page, Alternate Take, where we try to converse with filmmakers, producers, film critics and any other film-related talent. We publish new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, we are at www.facebook.com slash alternate take one two three. On Instagram, you can find us by searching underscore alternate take underscore. Please send us your feedback on any of the social media platforms. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. I am Devanjan. With me there is Shagnik and Shubhadeep. Together we are an alternate take where we discuss filmmakers, artists, writers, critics. And I am super thrilled to have with us uh, Karma Takappa, director of Ralan Road. Thank you so much, sir, for joining us. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Yeah, so uh, Ralan Road uncovers the uncomfortable undercurrents of gambling, petty crime, violence, cracking open the facade of a seemingly idyllic place. So could you talk about where the particular germ of the film came from? Could you talk about the initiation point of the project and what made you persist in pursuing it? Uh, yeah. Actually, the funny thing is, you know, like it's been so long now. Like it's been like yeah. I think four years since oh, yes. I saw the film also. <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess, you know, the idea of perception about mm. a certain place that you associate because of the media image of a space so i think for me when we when i started conceptualizing what we wanted to do in alan road it was about basically trying to break down the image of a beautiful hill town so and and play it on let's say a darker side of things and not totally in a realistic manner but set it into a fictional surrounding but trying to open up uh, trying to open up things that you feel are uh, pertinent towards the local population rather than towards the city population, I guess. Yeah. 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 So, sir, how long did the entire filming process take? And could you talk about the logistical challenges and difficulties that you that were posed by various locations used in the film? Yeah, I mean, logistical challenges. You know, it, it's it's the normal challenges that they have while shooting a film, where where nature comes into the film very strongly. You know. Like especially with the film, you see a lot of fog and things like that. So there are logistical challenges, challenges that you face with nature. And apart from that, there is also the challenge of working with people who are literally non-actors, and uh, just trying to get them to wrap head around the fact that they need to be on shoot basically, and they need to come every day. It's not just a one-day thing. So that is one aspect of it. The other is that, and then the most important aspect of it is, of course, the finances of it which basically ties everything together. So when you have lack of it, then you try to make do with what you have and try to figure out stuff within that, I guess. So those are the main challenges, I guess. And I, get, I think when you get into independent filmmaking, I think finances, financial is uh, the norm. So it's nothing new, I guess. Hmm. And how long did the entire filming process take? Uh, it was short for, uh, I think, between 25 to 30 days, I guess, it was short for. Like, okay. Yeah, around 30 almost, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, so, all the actors too are drawn from the local populace. So, how hard was getting the cast together for this film, and what were the breeds that you could uh, to bring out the best in them? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
see firstly when you tell people are you are you offer acting in a film everybody's enthusiastic about it right because like for them it's a big fascinating point but when you know that it's rigorous and then you have to come and do it over and over again every single day it becomes alluring so then you require convincing them and asking them please come please come they decide to cut their hair when they should not be cutting their hair and then they you know just a mess in terms of basic understanding that uh, what is required while shooting a film so i guess that is the and as far as the brief is concerned i think with non actors there are two ways of functioning i think that you have to cast people that are closest to what you think will anyways naturally take form in terms of what you want hmm. rather than trying to construct something out of because then you need an actor for that that you want to construct a character whereas hmm. most people who inherently have some uh, something within them that possibly aligns with the character is something that you want to cast because it makes life easier because you can't expect a non actor to suddenly come and start giving you a performance you know what i mean yeah. so so yeah so i guess the major brief it's it's briefs are like very like tweaky kind of stuff like you know you tweak a little bit here a little bit there and then you just hope that they bring out the reason why you cast them was the reason why you know reason how they look or speak or behave in life rather than trying to bring a pretense to it so i guess mm-hmm. that is the uh, brief also the casting thought behind individual people because trying to get it as close to the possibility of what you're trying to do. also i read that you did a camera familiarization workshop with shubham could you talk a bit about that what was that yeah basically shubham who is also one of the actors in the film he is uh, he is a friend from the institute film institute so uh, he basically what happened was that like you know it, i didn't want to go into a shoot with because these people had never been in front of the camera obviously right yeah so i didn't want to go into the shoot and start from zero so basically what we did is we did a few days of just basically just talking to them just shooting them while we were talking to them so that they just get used to the fact that the camera is sticking onto the face or there's a camera pointing towards them all the time and not look there which was like i guess um, a very basic familiarization kind of a thing for uh, uh, people who have not never never been in front of the camera so it was on a very basic level it wasn't like any major exercises or stuff like that that we did very basic mm-hmm. because i didn't want to throw them off also because yeah. uh, it's it's a, it's a very tricky uh, space to be in because you know like you are at their mercy once you start yeah. shooting with them because they are in continuity and you cannot not have them on shoot but they are obviously functioning according to their own whims and fancies and decide when they want to come and when they don't want to come not for a negative reason but because they don't take it as seriously as we do so for them yeah. it's just a it's just i don't know what it is it's just fun or something like that <laughs> so also animals were present at very important junctions in the narrative was that a premeditated decision or was it more incidental and could you also comment on the significance of some of these fraud friends uh i sorry i missed your last part can you say that so uh, was the animals the uh, importance of animals that was that a premeditated decision or was it more incidental and could you comment on the significance of the animals in the film yeah yeah i think a a lot of aspects of the a lot of aspects when i shoot a film particularly with the way i like to shoot films is very instinctive yeah and i don't like to i don't go in with short divisions or at least i have not gone in our can't speak forever but at least i haven't huh. as of yet i don't i have not 
enjoy the process of going through with a short division or a scene breakdown and stuff like that. So uh, a lot of the things are already discussed with the team as to what we want in terms of the feeling or what we are looking to shoot today vis-a-vis what the narrative is of the film so far. So you're trying to incorporate everything that you are handed over because it's that kind of a film, you know. So you you let it mold itself over a period of time. And uh, I tried to dictate as little as possible because I felt that there a lot of things would just be, let it be like the way it is for whether it be flawed or whether it be correct for whatever reasons. Let it be because it felt correct at that point of time because it gives you that kind of a, it felt correct if I have to say it in the most simplistic manner. And it's more instinctively rather than uh, trying to sit down and say, you know what, I want that animal or I want this animal, stuff like that. So, yeah. So there is no uh, long-term thought process behind all the motives then? No, no, no. The motives have been thought out. (laughs) That obviously has to be thought out. The motives are thought out. But then again, how do you picturize the motives? How do you shoot it? How do you, uh, at what point of the time... It, the motives, what happens is you know, that like a lot of times when you plan a lot of stuff that I want to do this, you know, this is the statement I want to make, this is the motive that I want to use, and this is the metaphor that I want to get into, and all all these kind uh-huh. of things that you, that you try to uh, create a map of, uh-huh. uh, it confuses me a lot when you start getting into that. For me, it's about trying to approach a certain kind of a evocation, a feeling, or trying to just sum up a scene in certain images or trying to get interesting images which will probably give me a larger sense of what the meaning of the scene could be or the film at large. So I think the imagery is based on that rather than it being a very structured format that you have to motive metaphor use double meaning yoga So it's it's slightly more fluid than that. Okay. As in uh, yeah. So, and of course, it's, it's painful when you do it because my team is always in my ass because they're saying to like, you know, you, you change things at the last moment. So a lot of things keep changing, flipping, and I guess that's what it is. It happens in most shoes, I guess. Yeah. So you have said in an interview that uh, you were keen on the exotifying the place oh, that shit. I don't touched. even remember which interview I said of what now. <laughs> Tell me. No, no, no. Just, just, you, just remind me. Yeah. Yeah. You're keen on the certifying the place that is Sikkim. So, what led you to make this shift away from the usual gaze of life on hills? And how integral was the aesthetic as a tool in serving this purpose? The last bit I didn't get here. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I got the first bit. Yeah, yeah. Last bit I didn't get. What led you to make this shift away from the usual gaze on life in the hills? And how right. integral was aesthetics as a tool in serving this purpose? How integral was? What did aesthetic, you aesthetic, aesthetic. Sorry? Last bit. How integral was? How integral was aesthetics as a tool in serving this purpose? I mean, like, the thing is, uh, what happens, no, uh, that you, you know, you know, you have a perception about a particular place based on how, when you're a visitor to a place, you have a perception to a place, you know, you're fascinated by a lot of things that possibly the people who live there are not fascinated with as much, you know, because we take certain things as something that is the bare minimum or base value of how we function. For example, when you look at a place like Sikkim, yes, it's a beautiful place. 
but you don't get up every morning when you live in sikkim or you're from sikkim you don't get up every morning and say wow it's a beautiful place you know it 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 plays differently and i think if when you are from a particular place it plays differently in your head all the time mm. yeah. because you don't look at it as a visitor so to say and then once mm. you stop looking at things like that then you start looking at uh, issues and i wouldn't say issues yeah. as in trying to make a social political idea about it it's just generally issues you know that every society has the undercurrents to things right so i think it it's a lot of disservice when it's only about glorification and when it's when it's just about fascination so don't a lot of things that probably are much more pertinent for you as somebody who's from there mm. you know it may not be as pertinent to somebody who's not from there but uh, yeah so when you look at it like that it's i mean it's it's very hard to just look at it from a, a monotonous or a singular perspective of like oh you know what it's a beautiful place yes it is a beautiful place but what beyond that Yeah. I mean yeah I'm I'm not saying that you can't make beautiful stories there of course you can but it's a question about where you stand and the place that we shot it in which is uh, Ravangla which is where my village is very close to that place yeah. and the place itself I think it dictated a lot in terms of what the tonality of the film was going to be aesthetically because uh, the place when you, if you ever visit the place and if you ever happen to visit the place uh the place is one of the places that it like you know there's a lot of fog over there mm. in majority times of the year and you know it, fog has its own valuation in terms of evocating you know it 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 makes the space look a certain kind of a way so and it it feels in a certain kind of a way and most people i think will tell you that you know they they, they most people get fed up about how much fog there is in ravong like local people <laughs> so yeah. i think it's also about using a space for what it is like mm. the reason to shoot there because it gives you that tonality it gives you that feeling of uh, i don't know it it varies about it, it all depends upon how you look at fogs i mean like for some people it's airy for some people it's interesting for some people it's evocative for some people it's atmospheric whatever matlab so many words that you could use for it but yeah mm. so it defines that the space defines it and i guess most of the aesthetic of it the tonality of it is defined from uh, what the space looks like actually and it's also about a very in uh, it's a, it's a very organic way of the approach is the attempt to try and be organic in terms of how you absorb space nature the the people around or the environment as such you know and not trying to fight it or trying to construct something out of it you know just let it be and trying to play along with that yes so uh, the film is a cross weave of various intersecting narratives there are also several mentions of a missing person and this mystifying story of an old woman so uh, how do you decide on the specific amount of information you want to give out to the viewers so as to maintain an air of intrigue uh, yeah because i think that that's it, it the the narrative thread somewhere had to be i think playing along the lines of ambiguity for me that i didn't want an obvious film a film where you know ki acha ye hua hai ya phir for that matter this is what it is about or this is you know, i felt like that's the kind of hiddenness that the space gave me like it's yeah. something to do with the fog for me that was the grounding of it because when you see the fog you see it but you don't see something you know like it you feel it's it's 
not completely opaque, but it's not literally transparent also. So there is, there is a filtering of it, or there is a, a certain amount of, uh, should I say, there's something that stops you from completely seeing the totality of it. So I guess that is the idea that the approach was where the information should be, was the idea was to give the information in such a way that we keep a little bit of ambiguity or for that matter, for some people, a lot of ambiguity, depending on what kind of a viewer you are. And uh, using that ambiguity to basically further the narrative in trying to like, you know, open up other aspects of evocation rather than just trying to go for the narrative saying that just keeping it a very uh, a wafer thin thread of a narrative and just trying to play with other things. Hmm. I'm so sorry, your voice is breaking. Oh, yeah. okay, sir. So can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah I can. Okay. So the film touches on various issues like the insider, corporate abortion, and extramarital affairs. So how did you enter the reality addressed with minimal preachiness? Uh, okay, now I I don't think I got your question completely, but I'm assuming you're just talking something about the inside outside debate, right? Yeah, uh, because there is nothing to preach, right? Because I think when you play it as a state of affairs, then it does not become preachy. Because hmm. it's not about, I think, trying to reiterate a point over and over and over again. It's not that kind of a film. You know, I mean, like there are other films, which are issue-based, various issues, stuff like that. And every film has a tonality or way of expressing information, right? So it's about how we choose, give information and what information, how much of it is important. The insider-outsider thing, I think the moment you see the character who is the outsider, you know is an outsider, right? So to keep harping on the idea about outsider, 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 because that's not what the film completely is about. It is also an idea about somebody from outside here that is there. So I think in the similar way, uh, personal, personally, I prefer to uh, play out scenes with, I guess, minimum amount of trying to give extra information about things that we probably have informed about. You know what I mean? So like, it doesn't seem like as if you are being handed down a preachy sermon about, you know, bahar ke log aisa karte hai, ya andar ke log aise rehte hai, ya phir iska abortion ho gaya hai, ya phir, you know, bahar ka aadmi kahin andar ke aurat ke saath affair ho gaya hai. That sort of thing. So these are very obvious things. You know, I think a lot of things that you have achieved through imagery, when you start to reiterate it with words also, then it starts getting didactic for me. Mm. So when you are able to detach the image from the spoken words or make the spoken words in such that it does not have to second the imagery all the time. And again, it's a question about the kind of film that you're making at the end of the day. But if it does not need to hammer down onto the same idea over and over again, then I feel that you have a much more wholesome understanding. Like as an audience, you are not being pressed down by an idea, an ideology, or a thought process so strongly that you don't even want to hear anymore. But yeah. also trying to keep an idea of the undercurrent through it, just as a thought. Because at the end of the day, you have to decide and make up your mind for yourself vis-a-vis -vis issues as an audience. So you don't want to like hammer it down in, and to make it didactic. And then I think it dilutes the whole idea also at the end of the day, if you keep doing that.
Yeah. So you have you have you're a part of the production house called Human Trail Pictures, which is a collective of yeah. FII associates. So what are right. the kind of stories that Human Trail wants to promote and nurture, and what are the difficulties of setting it up and sustaining it? Uh, I think. Ah. <sighs> where do i start now with the difficulties one second i <laughs> uh, no i uh, see the thing is there is no i don't think there is a boundary in terms of what kind of films that we want to make right um sustenance is about at the end of the day we're talking about the finances the economic aspect of making a film and everybody all of us know that it's very expensive to make films and stuff like that right so it's not about trying to say that you know what you want to make films where you never have money ever eh, forever no it's that's not the case you want to make films that probably is funded by xyz with x amount of money so that you can probably shoot for 3 days more than you would probably have shot for or you could get x number of people on board as extra whatever all the logical things that comes along with having more finances of those those are all perks here at the end of the day I mean, uh, and nobody can say no to that. I mean, like, and you want to be at a point where you're able to, I guess, even as a production, what we are doing, you want to be at a point where you're able to do films that allow you to express yourself much more with the backing of finances that is required in order to express yourself. You know, and uh, and unfortunately, a lot of expression vis-a-vis independent filmmaking, and I'm not saying you can't make a good film with less money. That is not the point, right? But uh, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of uh, missing elements that comes into the picture, and small small things that get highlighted and becomes larger things just because you don't have enough finances to do things. So I think uh, the larger prerogative of the production is. to try and ho- to try and not i'm not trying to say join the mob in terms of what everybody is doing or uh, join the mob in terms of commercial film making or stuff like that but try and at least find a space where you can function at a part of a playground and at least you are you know taken care of financially to function in that part of the playground you know so if that makes sense i don't know whether that makes sense to you like it, yeah, it's yeah. it's not about trying to uh, yeah that's the aspiration as a production and uh, you are also looking to do films that you feel are meaningful you feel uh, give you an understanding of the larger sense of diversity that we actually have within the production also with with the people that who connect with us the people that who uh, who collaborate with us or we we collaborate with together so also trying to bring that like for instance we are now doing a Uh, uh we're doing a chatisgarhi film which is technically not a chatisgarhi it's a hindi film it's based out of chatisgarhi because one of the guys in the in in our production my uh, friend and my co uh, uh co-founder of the production uh, he is from chatisgarhi so we got together and we figured out a way to like you know go and make a film there so yeah so that kind of a thing you know trying to use what we possibly can vis-a-vis diversity and trying to make interesting uh, narratives out of it i guess mm. i guess that is the larger uh, requirement and and of course the finances come into the picture and then everything gets dictated by that so there has been an assumption that the ott space is a safe haven for indie filmmakers but of late we've seen that most of the platforms have completely bent over to the mainstream populist sensibilities 
movie has faced issues regarding their abysmal payment rate. Netflix and Prime have been infamous for limiting the shelf life of independent films that they have brought. So, do you feel optimistic about this nexus between independent independent filmmakers and the OTT platform? See, the thing is, no. Whenever you get into a conversation about whether an OTT platform or is is good for independent filmmaking and all that. I mean, the basic question is: Is there an alternative? What do you do otherwise? No, I mean, what do you do? I mean, it's not like as if you have bargaining power, right? Hmm. Okay. It's not like as if you can show your authority as an independent filmmaker to OTT platforms. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Independent filmmaking as is technically at 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 a lower rung of filmmaking that does not have any bargaining capacity vis-a-vis. whether uh, we get decent representation in the ott platform or not or whether uh, uh, bigger films are coming to ott platform and then they are pushing us to the back it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter because you you work with what you get and that's what independent filmmaking is oh. and yeah. if tomorrow uh, i don't i think if you ask any independent filmmaker nobody will say that they don't want to be part of a film that is a big film that gets promoted by netflix or amazon that is coming next week on their platform everybody wants to be uh, doing that film so the whole independent filmmaking is ideally a stopgap situation where you want to get into a a level of filmmaking and what is independent filmmaking at the end of the day paisa nahi hai na basically kya hota hai independent filmmaking matlab what do you mean by independent independence of thought do you mean but i don't know what independent filmmaking is literally like if we are talking about independence of thought there are a lot of people who are making uh, a film with independent thought processes even with budget with with a decent budget so sab gareeb film nahi bana rahe so it's it's a it's a question about how we uh, what do we what do we mean when we say independent film basically independent film means ke paisa nahi hai na inke paas film banane ke yeah so if you don't have the money if you don't have the bargaining power you don't have the star power you don't have the producers backing you then how do how are you even a part of the ott platform debate it doesn't matter not the fact that you are just grateful that some ott platform takes you at the end of the day and unfortunately now because with everybody coming into the ott platform is getting lesser and lesser mm. that's the larger reality yeah. and when you discuss about oh you know what more uh, commercial films are coming into the ott platform and all at the end of the day they con raha hai the public now mm. how many people go on to netflix and look for independent films mm. right i mean i don't think so anybody does that personally speaking <laughs> nobody goes looking for acha ye film busan gaya tha isko check out karte hai nobody does that but <laughs> that is the reality but i mean there's a larger larger uh, philosophical discussion that you can have about uh, uh, the uh, what what is the space that independent film needs to make for itself and all that no there is no uh, such thought i think i mean at the end of the day uh, see it's, everything in filmmaking is connected to how we perceive society because filmmaking is part of society people who are making films are part of society everything is interconnected right so when you have what happens with films and when we whenever we talk about so called big budget films or sort of star backed films and stuff like that when you talk about all of these things there's a reason why people watch it yeah because it gives them a certain level of detachment from their everyday life 
Not everybody is interested in a good story, a good execution of a story, or craft. For that matter, I would say majority of the uh, watching public does not give a shit about craft. They don't, na. Craft के बारे में कौन discuss करता है? कोई नहीं करता है. You're talking about कहानी क्या है ना? है ना तो अगर इफ द डिस्कशन इज अबाउट कहानी क्या है इसमें हीरो कौन है हीरोइन कौन है देन तो देन यू आर यू हैव ब्रॉड द एंटायर डिस्कशन डाउन टू द लोएस्ट कॉमन डिनोमिनेटर ना सो देन आफ्टर दैट देर इज नथिंग टू स्पीक अबाउट ना बिकॉज अगर फिल्म मेकिंग इज जस्ट अबाउट प्रोजेक्टिंग यूजिंग द कैमरा इन ऑर्डर टू स्टे इन ऑर्डर फॉर पीपल टू टॉक टू इच अदर सो देन देन देर इज नथिंग नो लार्जर डिस्कशन है it's also a sense of aspiration no yeah. like that's a very strong element of commercial cinema yeah. you're selling aspiration you're selling a guy a beautiful woman a guy with six pack abs beautiful yeah. locations you're selling all of that and when you go to a theater and watch it acha lagta hai yaar lagta hai ki mujhe bhi europe jana chahiye kisi mujhe bhi gym jana chahiye you know and those sort of elements because we are not interested in filmmaking yeah. we are interested in what the film is showing us vis a vis our aspirations our next holiday or our next resolution vis a vis or uh, our next uh, beauty product or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. and i'm not trying to say this about every film you know what i mean there there is i'm talking this vis a vis from the point of view of an audience i'm not saying every audience likes these kind of films obviously you are we are living in a huge country yeah. right and even if there is a point uh, i don't know some person 2% 3% of population that actually wants to watch independent film. so yeah, yeah so that yeah. was my rant about ott because honestly yaar ye kitni baar pucha jata hai ye cheez hmm i'm like yeah. you guys must have asked it to so many different people right everybody yeah. has an opinion about how it got so what is the debate that happened when multiplexes first started in this country hmm ha na that zyada screens honge अलग अलग समय टाइप के फिल्म दिखाई दे जाएंगे तो ये सब लेने की बात है मतलब इसका फेदर होने का वो जैसे लीफ मिलता है ना फेस्टिवल के टाइम पे बस वो लीफ के साथ खुश हो जा रहा है स्पीकिंग ऑफ मोर पॉजिटिव थिंग्स योर फिल्म हैज ट्रैवल्ड टू मेनी फेस्टिवल्स इन बाय द वे आई वाज वेरी पॉजिटिवली आई डोंट मेक इट साउंड टू मी सीम आई एम वेरी नेगेटिव अबाउट इट आई एम वेरी रियलिस्टिक अबाउट आवर सिचुएशन फिल्म विध a lot of people coming in with a lot of expectation to watch a film assuming that it is going to be some kind of a film and then 15 minutes later not realizing that it's that kind of a film and then walking out in droves i think that's a very interesting memory of a uh, festival which happens quite often actually 
बिकॉज पीपल वॉक इन टू इवन विद फेस्टिवल ना पीपल लाइक फेस्टिवल में क्या होता है ना लाइक वेन पीपल एंटर इन टू दिस इज अटेलॉग राइट एंड इन दैटेलॉग यू हैव अपसिस ऑफ द फिल्म राइट एंड नॉर्मली सिनॉप्सिस तो इज लाइक It does not give you a sense, na? Like it looks in, obviously everybody writes an interesting synopsis. So then they enter into a film, and then 15-20 minutes they give to a film, na? Some don't even give 20 minutes actually. Some give like five minutes, right? Some people like 15 minutes into the film, and then people start fidgeting, and then everybody starts walking out slowly, 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 slowly. So then by the time you reach the end of the film, there are a handful of you, you know, who are too bored to actually get up and leave also. <laughs> so so matlab festivals is like that like i mean like festival audiences it's nice you know in some way that like because they indulge with the film and uh, they want to get into uh, discussing a film on an indulgent level which i think is slightly detached from the larger aspect like for instance i might get a lot of critical acclaim for a film that i make in a festival right but if that does not translate to me making another film does that make sense, make a difference to me main tareef leke kya karunga hai na no i don't mean it in a very uh, uh, despondent way and i think i'm sounding very despondent about it but it's not i mean these are all real realistic stuff right because at the end of the day for a filmmaker what it is that like no matter how much you criticize my film or how bad you say my film is if i get to make another film it solves everything na that is what the enable you to make your next yeah matlab because the fight is always to make the next film because you are not yeah. here with a large production house backing you that you know every other time you decide to come up with a script and somebody is saying oh you know what we should make this with xyz that's not how it happens no hmm. so i guess when you look at it in terms of that reality then I mean, like it, it it it's not it, it's not you don't there's nothing to like uh, what what should i say how should i say philosophy it it's very straightforward i think Uh, so, uh, could you tell us some? Uh, could you tell us about some of your favorite filmmakers and films that have influenced you? And is there some uh, contemporary Indian filmmaker that you're very fond of? Yeah, see, I think no. The thing is, after we've had all this, all of this discussion about independent filmmaking, now, but one thing I'll say, yeah, there's a lot of good independent films coming up here in India. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it didn't happen before, okay? Mm-hmm. But now, so, I mean, there is so many good films, yeah. मतलब मलयालम फिल्म्स द वे दे आर मेकिंग मलयालम फिल्म्स नॉट इज आई एम लाइक इट्स डैम आई मीन द काइंड ऑफ फिल्म्स दैट आर कमिंग आउट एंड आई एम नॉट टॉकिंग अबाउट द गाइस हु आर लाइक मिड लाइक विद विद बजट एंड स्टफ इवन द इंडिपेंडेंट फिल्म्स दैट वी सी इन फेस्टिवल्स एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट नो आई मीन एस्थेटिकली वेरी नाइस द क्राफ्ट इज वेरी इंटरेस्टिंगली डन एवरीथिंग यू नो इट्स नॉट फॉलोइंग इनटू द ट्रैपिंग्स ऑफ द कन्वेंशनल एंड स्टफ लाइक दैट सो इट्स वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग टू वॉच आई थिंक एट लीस्ट आई थिंक and so like it used to be the same with uh, the bengali cinema at one point of time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, i would i i can't comment on bengali cinema now but <laughs> i must be all of you guys are bengalis right yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yeah, so, so uh, yeah at one point of time yeah <laughs> it was quite amazing but i think uh, uh, with the, with a lot of regional films i think that is where a lot of filmmaking is happening if you understand what i'm saying you know like a lot of uh-huh. filmmaking in india is happening and filmmaking that we can actually uh, uh, say ke like acha ye bahut acha kiya hai ye the film like you know the thought the doing of it the 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 entirety of the film is very very good i mean there's so many examples in the recent times eh, indian films 
uh, since that uh, what is the other thing that you asked me right now sorry uh contemporary indian filmmakers that you are very fond of contemporary indian films yeah filmmakers filmmakers yeah. filmmakers oh. like uh, i think see the thing is i have some filmmakers that i watched when i was in the institute mm. which i had not watched before who i got uh. very fascinated with and uh, i mean if i say names like that it sounds kind of <laughs> it sounds too film school to say names like that so uh, i think uh, for me i was very fascinated with, with what ghatak was doing mm. because i fall on the ghatak side and of uh, film making i guess in trying to see cinema that way Mm. So, so yeah, I think I I was uh, quite fascinated with what he is doing vis-a-vis Indian filmmakers at mm. that point of time, right? If you say today, now there are so many filmmakers, yeah, some Indian filmmakers who are doing such good work. Uh, I can't, I don't know their names very well, but I know the films because I've been watching a lot of. Uh, I have been over a period of time watching a lot of Indian regional films. Mm. So yeah, so but, some and of, talk about his names, which names? Name of the films. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Okay. Um. What is that? I th- I think I really liked uh, Kumbalangi Nights. Yeah. Uh, and th- these are like all again names that uh, the filmmaker's name I don't know. Madhu That's my bad. Yeah. That's my bad. Yeah. Huh. Uh. I think uh, Jose is doing some really good work. He's a very good filmmaker also. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh. The one uh, Jose made uh, Jali Katu. Yeah. Yes. 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 Huh. Yes. So. so He's there. Uh, I'm now trying like you. Now that you asked me something, I'm also snapped here. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> I'm like now I can't. I, I'm completely blanked out right now. I'm really <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but if you see Malayalam cinema, Kannada cinema for that matter, you know like there are so many interesting like Titi. <laughs> Titi was Titi was an amazing film. Uh, Court. A lot of great Marathi films. Like, uh, like look at Sairad for that matter, no? What a what a lovely film with a with a very conventional, so to say. Like, uh, everybody would relate to it with the the larger audience, if you want to say. So it has a huge fan following, made a lot of money, but the craft of it is very good. It's done very nicely. You know, from the performances to the way it's shot, to the way it's cut, to the music. I mean, like. everything looks like as if there's a lot of thought and uh, aesthetic understanding that has gone behind trying to make that film mm. and sairag is one of those very classic examples of a very commercially bent film that went out to do very well commercially also and also had a very strong aesthetic grounding in terms of what the filmmaker wanted to project mm. so yeah, that's that is the, his earlier film is also amazing actually yeah 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 country yeah so i mean like that's that's about it i guess yeah. i can't think of anybody i wish i could uh, rattle off more names <laughs> that i could think of yeah devanjan yeah so we also read that your next teacher uh, where the wind blow is teaching shaini gupta as a sole character and she is a co-producer what can you tell us about this film and the situation um right now we are at the editing process of it both the films actually Okay. Uh, the other thing has been going on for some time in terms of edits because it's taking time because of various other things. 
So yeah, I mean, like there isn't much to say as such because we're still trying to uh, weather the weather. Though we are literally trying to cut it right, uh, cut it again and again. So it's it's taking us time for that. The other satisfactory film is what we went to shoot. What I went to shoot while I was editing Weather the Weather, and uh, it's a small town film about uh, again a multiple character film, and uh, you have to. I don't want to like. Uh, yeah. completely speak about it because it's not there yet yeah. so once yeah, it's there yeah. we will again have another conversation i hope and then that time we can again speak about it <laughs> <in these terms. laughs> i'm sorry it's not a very enlightened discussion for you guys man you know no, 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 no. like, uh, sound like real aficionados hello <laughs> no and no and uh, it may not be too enlightening with what i'm trying to say <laughs> with what i'm trying to get at. That's all. Uh, thank you so much. We can't wait for whatever creates next. We move forward here, and we hope we can chat again. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot. Thank for and thanks for watching the film, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You, you get to go into the thank you for providing us with the thing. Thank you so much, Alan Roos. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. 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 Thank you.